what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Appreciate uh, you letting me go on the show. Yeah, no worries. So I know today you want to talk about the NFL, get a little taste of what it's like to have your own podcast. I know you want to start one um, kind of in the future, but you wanted to just test out the waters a little bit. Yes, sir. I want to, I, the person that I know who's doing it really good is you. So I want to get a little experience with you. So yeah, for sure. Well, I don't do many episodes on, you know, just talking about sports in general, but this will be a fun conversation. So we can start off like, you know, you let me know. What do you want to talk about first? Well, I got, I got a bunch of things I want to talk about. I want to know your opinion because I know you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, right? Yes, sir. I want to know what is your take on Russell Wilson and this relationship going on with Pete Carroll, man? What do you think about it? So at first I thought it was nothing. Um, and just media. And then after a while, you know, it kept going on and on and on and on. There's more posts about it and more rumors and whatnot. And then I started thinking, you know, like maybe it's, maybe there's something actually going on and maybe there's some problems. I know offensive line for Seattle has been bad for years. Um, and you know, some of the blames on offensive line, some people were saying the blame should actually be on Russell. So, you know, I didn't really know what to believe, but after a while, I thought maybe something is going on. I didn't know really what it was. And then uh, I think there was a report that came out um, not too long ago, but it basically said like, yeah, everything's fine. Their relationships back together with Pete Carroll and like better than ever before. And I know he has like his family in Seattle. He's got his own field. Um, so I didn't think he was ever going to leave Seattle. Um, and especially because, you know, who's going to be their quarterback if so. And uh, I was hearing all the rumors about like Watson coming to Seattle, but I don't really believe it. I don't don't think Watson will come. I I heard Russell Wilson stormed out of a meeting. Yeah, I heard that too. Again, like, I don't know if that's just media talking or what it is. That, that does not sound good when your star quarterback walks out of a meeting with the general manager and the head coach that that's no good. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, I don't know, you know, it's behind closed doors. So could just be a rumor it could have actually happened but from what i've seen recently there hasn't been much on it and i think you know they're they're back together a little bit they got a new offensive coordinator um which i think is big time gonna hopefully you know create some more plays and try to get him away from the offensive line a little bit more and less sacks this year hopefully so we'll see but in terms of that i, I don't really know what's going on i haven't been following it too much lately just because it's kind of the boring part of the off season, but We'll see what happens in the next few weeks as like preseason starts to heat up. You're right. You're right. You know, I honestly, I, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think there's some friction going on behind closed doors because like you mentioned, they, he, his O-line, it just hasn't been there for a few years. Right. And on top of that, besides receivers, I think, I think he needs some help a little bit more. You got DK Metcalf, right. Who's going to emerge as, in my opinion, one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL. You got Tyler Lockett, who has been underrated his entire career. But besides that, who's your number three guy, right? Again, you're, if I'm going to be completely honest, I feel like your running back situation, it's always, it's always off and on, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had Chris Carson, but he's been injured. Like, exactly. He'll stay healthy for six games, and he'll be out for three and healthy again and out in the playoffs. So it's been kind of difficult that way. I know we got Gerald Everett from the Rams this year, so that could be a big signing um, in terms of tight end. So hopefully that kind of shores up another big 
receiver, I guess. I mean, it's a tight end, but it could be our number three receiver. Right, right. And then the defense, just if I'm being honest, ever since that Super Bowl run way back in 2013, 2013 slash 2014, I just don't think it's been the same. Like, let's be honest. I think that's out of the water. It just hasn't been the same. The Legion of Boom is just not Legion of Boom anymore. Yeah, I agree. I, I think our biggest problem is defensive line and cornerback. I mean, safety, we pretty much got short up as long as Adams resigns. Linebackers never really been a problem um, for Seattle with Wagner. And I mean, KJ Wright might leave this year. We'll see. Probably will just because of, uh, because of the money. But in terms of cornerback and defensive line, I think last year we had, and the year before too, we had trouble, you know, just generating sacks. And yeah. I think Carlos Dunlap, that helped out. I know we re-signed him. Um, and then we got Kerry Hyder from, I believe, it was San Francisco. So I think that they made a couple of good acquisitions there. And then in terms of cornerback, we'll just have to see how the new guys play out this year. But I think that's probably our, our biggest weakness. Well, it don't, at the cornerback position, don't you guys still have Griffin from uh, uh, UFT? I no. mean, uh, UCF? Yeah, no, he uh, signed with the Jaguars. They sent oh. him off. Yeah, so that was our number one corner. This and now he's gone. So we'll oh. see what happens. That's a yeah, a little bit of a weak spot. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know what? Like I said, like like you said, sorry. I think they did get it. Um, they did get whatever was going on fixed behind closed doors. Uh, I think a report came out. I think a month or two ago that they re Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson kind of rekindled their relationship. So I think, I think you guys are going to be good, but I, if I'm be honest, I knew for a fact, he was not leaving Seattle. That man loves Seattle. Yeah, I agree for sure. I think people just thought he was, some people said New York just because of his wife and how she's yeah. in the entertainment business. But I don't know, man, I think he likes Seattle too much and it's a cool city, I think. But in terms of uh, other teams and friction behind closed doors, I know you want to talk about Green Bay, so let's hear your thoughts on that. I I need to clear the I need to clear the air for everybody listening. Rodgers is not going anywhere. Let me put that out of the bag. Let me let me put that in open space. Really, all your listeners can hear. Rodgers is not going anywhere because the thing about all these rumors and all these stories. Right. Aaron Rodgers, I think what people don't understand is Green Bay has never been one of those teams that create stories. They've never been one of the, they've never even been in the headlines about stories. Right. I think you know that. Yeah. Right? And so, and if you look at why Aaron Rodgers, you know, the friction going on between the, the front office and Aaron Rodgers, mainly what it is, is that he doesn't want out of Green Bay. He just wants more respect. And everybody says, oh, Aaron Rodgers is acting like a diva, blah, blah, blah. And there's even reports that on draft night, uh, the 2021 draft night, that Aaron Rodgers, that story about how he was not happy in Green Bay, that he potentially wants out, that was not leaked by anybody in Green Bay, nor by Aaron Rodgers' teams. That was leaked by Adam Schefner of ESPN. I know that because I am a daily watcher of the Pat McAfee show. And he went on the Pat McAfee show and he actually talked about it. And he, if you search it up, he talks with Dan Patrick and he literally says, oh, I just decided to throw this story on draft night to start something. So that whole, oh, he was he's trying to create, you know, drama. He's trying to steal the attention from all these players for himself. That's, that's nowhere near accurate, right? And on top of that, this man loves the city of Green Bay. He wants to finish his career in Green Bay. Unfortunately, you know, with the whole quarterback situation, they drafted a guy out there from Utah called Jordan Love. 
it's going to be a little rough, but this, this man does not want to leave Green Bay. And actually, I don't know if you noticed, but he's been golfing with Tom Brady lately. And yeah, I saw a couple of videos on that, actually. Exactly. And Tom Brady was starting, you know, started throwing some jabs out there and said, oh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers not happy with his boss. And then Aaron Rodgers literally said on live TV, hold up. I never said I, I am unhappy with his boss. So from a diehard Packer fan, yeah, it is a little scary. It's a little, it's, it's a little nerve wracking seeing, you know, number 12 go you know, having some friction with the, with the front office. But if you're a real Packer fan, you know that he just wants respects. When back in, I think, 17, they had this receiver. Totally forgot what his name was. Number 16, um, long hair guy. And he was one of the, he was one of the, the slot receivers kind of behind Randall Cobb, right? And he was a very underrated receiver. He said, I don't care what you do with the team. I just want to keep this guy. Right. They cut him and they sent and then he got signed by uh, actually, no, I think they traded him and they traded him to Buffalo. Uh, Kumro, that was his name, Kumro. And he went to Buffalo and that is where the friction really started. Right. So in terms of all this story and drama line, listen, he's staying in Green Bay. The only thing that's really that's really happening, he just wants more respect. He wants the front office to say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to draft a quarterback. We're going to cut this player. Who do you want to potentially keep? We're not saying we're going to hundred percent keep them, but we just want your insight on how the roster is looking. That's, that's all he wants. And all this unhappy about Jordan love and, and how he doesn't like how the, the team's going on and on how he, he wants more help. No, he has all the help he can get. He has a good defense defense pretty much. Actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say pretty much, but almost carried us in my opinion to the NFC championship, you got Devontae Adams, who's a top two, not two wide receiver in the NFL. And then you got Aaron Jones, who's becoming an absolute star in the NFL with the best O-line he's ever had since the Super Bowl run back in 2012. So he's not going anywhere. I'm going to say that. That's my rant. So why the draft Jordan Love? Well, you see, when I look at it from a front office view, right, you just come, you just come off – going back to, you know, we've been back-to-back -back NFC championships, right? At first, I look at it and I'm like, what the, what the heck? You know, what the hell? Because as a fan, you say you're one piece away from the Super Bowl, right? But then if I really look into it from a front office point of view, there's probably, if you, if, if you rewind to draft night, right? There's probably about three, four guys, wide receivers, I'm talking wide receivers, who could maybe scratch the, scratch the surface and, you know, be a, a good receiver. But remember, at the time, we got Devontae Adams. We got uh, Valdez Scantley, right? Um, and then we also got Big Bob Tunyon, right? So we already have our receivers set, right? And then in terms of defense, I just I honestly don't think there was anybody there who could really fill, come in and come in and, make an impact right away from the start. So from a front office point of view, I don't agree with trading up because they traded up, I think about four or five picks to get him. That was a little bit that I don't really agree with because I think they were picking 29th that year. Yeah. I think he still would have been there at 29th. I think we traded up to like 25, 24, something like that. I think he still would have been there at 29. However, when there's a draft class, when you don't really see that much potential in terms of, day one impact because like i said we're one player away from a super bowl 
right? Because we got blown out in the NFC Championship by the San Francisco 49ers, right? So if you're talking about one piece, that means you need a guy who can come in and fill immediately. And if I'm gonna be honest, I kind of agree with the front office. There's not really, there wasn't really nobody who I, you know, I think could have came in and, and made an impact from day one. So, hey, there's this really good quarterback. We don't really know because remember the year before that year, the year before 2019, Aaron Rodgers had a rough season. He, he was coming off a broken collarbone, right? We had no quarterback before 2019. We had Brett Hundley and, you know, oh, that's, a, that's, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the way I, the way the front office is looking at it is say, Hey, 2019, we had a great year. We made it to the NFC championship. However, let's go back another year without Aaron Rodgers. We don't really have that much of a team. Let's, get this guy because there's not really anybody who can make a day one impact. Right. I, I, so I, I see what they're doing, right. They're drafting for the future. I just don't like, I don't agree with how they went about it. You know, you definitely could have stuck at 29. You didn't have to waste a second round pick. Um, you could have stuck, you could have stayed at 29 and you out of respect, you could have told, you know, big Aaron say, Hey, we're going to draft this guy. Aaron Rodgers was, he was in the dark. He didn't know that they're drafting a quarterback. Everybody thought we we're going to draft the receiver. Right. So, like I said, that's what that's that's how I see it, because there wasn't really anybody to make a day one impact. Okay, so in that case, then, you know, it's July 13th. Preseason starts in a few weeks. Um, When is he going to come back? Because all I'm hearing is, you know, all these drama headlines still. If 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 that that part, I'm a little worried about, but the NFL um, deadline for players that can opt out this season passed about last week or two weeks ago. So he's not opting out, right? That's, that's for sure. He's not opting out this season. And also, right. Like, like as a Packer fan, if there's any Packer, Packer listeners, like, let's be real. You think that you think Green Bay is going to trade Aaron Rodgers? They their front office even came out and said, Hey, listen, we're not trading this guy. The, the most they can do is release him, but even still, that's going to, I think the penalty for releasing him because he still has, he still has three years left on his contract. So if they release him too early, they will receive a penalty, I think up to $12 million, something like that. You guys can look it up. So he's going to be in Green Bay. Will he hold out? That's a different story. That's, that's totally different from opting out. Um, will he hold out? That I don't know, but uh, how do you call it? Uh, spring training, not spring training. Um, uh, mini camp is just around the corner, like you said. I think he'll be there day one. I think he'll be there for official official training camp. That's interesting because I'm just reading right now. Packers holding their first training camp practice on July 28th. So that's in what, like 15 days, 14 days, something like that? About two weeks. Now, I guess when I release this episode in two weeks, well, We'll have an answer, but in terms of right now, I mean, uh, it says as well, if Rogers holds out for the 2021 season, he'll be losing out on $35 million in salary. Now, obviously that's not a small amount, but if you're saying that he wants more respect in green Bay and he's not getting that, what makes you think he's going to want to play for them this year and, you know, play his heart out, try to take him to the Super Bowl? That, that, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going to be honest. That's a good question. I think, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a daily listener on the Pat Macri show. Pat Macri has uh, um, former 
Green Bay Packer, AJ Hawk as co-host. And AJ Hawk is actually best friends with Aaron Rodgers. Right. And they went golfing this past weekend. Right. Okay. And I think today. And AJ said, Hey, if you just watch how this man competes, there's no way that this man does not want to play. So he wants to play this season. That's for sure. Right. And when you also look at it, right. From, from the team perspective, you got weapons around you, right. You got AJ Dillon, the, he's going to be going into his second year. He's going to turn into an absolute stud behind Aaron Jones. He has pieces around him. Right. I think we did. I think we did an okay. Uh, I think we did an okay job with the draft, the 20, 2021 draft. When you, when you ask me what, what makes me think he's going to want to come play his heart out after all this drama, like I said, he loves Green Bay. He loves his players. The only thing is he just wants more respect. So that's something that the front office and him are going to have to figure out. But I don't think the love and the passion for the game has gone anywhere. I, I definitely 100% believe that he still wants to go out there, compete. He wants to be there. He just has to settle some things out, not with anybody in the locker room, but with the guys upstairs. That's what I think. So I think that love, that passion, it's it hasn't gone anywhere. It's just it's just on pause right now because somebody else is trying to take that away from him. If that makes sense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, I guess, in the next couple of weeks. And maybe that's a good spot to kind of just end you there. And let's uh, maybe we can, you know, come back in a few weeks and see what happens and then talk about you know, what we think is going to happen going forward and into August and into first week of the season. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. It's going to be, it's going to be a definitely interesting season uh, for the NFL. They're allowed full stadiums now. So, you know, it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a good season. Yeah. I think that'll be good for a lot of teams, especially, I mean, you know, for Seattle with all the noise they get in there and a few of the other teams like Kansas city. I mean, I don't think they need any more advantage, but uh, in terms of, Fans, at least the, the games will be more interesting this year and a little more fun to watch. 100%. 100%. It's, it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be an interesting one. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we can get on soon, uh, kind of in the near future. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.